What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with Sean and Nash, who's now leaving. This is a podcast all about couples and the things they go through. We don't have Andrew for the intro, but don't worry, we have him for the interview. He's currently on a very glamorous bachelor party in Cabo. Oh, rough life. Uh, Before we get started, if you haven't yet, please press the subscribe button, follow along, listen wherever you can find podcasts, and thank you for listening. Please um, add a comment down below. Give us a review. Press the five stars. Obviously, not one star. But yeah, thank you. We love doing this. Um, I don't love doing this solo, but we love doing this. Today, we have an awesome couple for you. We have Jordan and Kristen Davis. Jordan Davis is um, one of my favorite country music artists. We are so excited to get them on the show. They are going through so much in life right now because, A, they have two kids, a daughter and son, almost identical ages to Drew and Jet, and Jordan Davis is blowing up. He is one of the more successful country music artists right now, having recently released By Dirt, which we all know. Um, Let me just read this to you. It is platinum certified number one, received a nomination for the 55th annual CMA Awards, Nominated for Single of the Year, Song of the Year, Music Event of the Year. This is currently his fastest moving single to date and the number three most consumed country song of 2022. It's reached over 250 million global streams. It's landed on four different viral charts, U.S., Canada, Australia, South Africa, and has been inside the top 200 country streaming chart all 34 weeks since release. I mean, there's like six more paragraphs that I could go through, but he's a boss. He's an amazing musician. We talked to them about um, his start in the music industry, her career as a very successful lawyer, how they travel on the road, how they have that dynamic of kind of doing long distance, having two babies, being in the limelight, all of it. It's a wonderful conversation. I think we can now call them friends. So without further ado, Jordan and Kristen Davis. Jordan, Kristen. Pleasure to have you on. It's good to meet you. Uh, we are just right up the road, so I feel like we should should be doing this in person. <laughs> but uh, regardless, we have been long awaiting this interview, so thanks for making it happen. No, absolutely. Thank you all for having us on. We're, we're stoked. I feel like this has been a long-awaited interview because, Jordan, you're literally blowing up the world with your music. <laughs> so hopefully, in a good I understand that you guys are pretty busy right now. Yeah, it's been, uh, it has, it's been crazy, Uh, but super blessed. That's awesome. So I would love to hear, uh, I don't know how many interviews you guys do together, but Kristen, could you tell the story of how you and Jordan met? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's very serendipitous. Uh, we were both in Houma, Louisiana, which is a pretty small town in the bayou in Louisiana. And, uh, we were there for separate weddings. So I was there for a college roommate's, um, wedding and, Jordan was there for one of his best friend's weddings. And we just happened to be staying in the same hotel. After the weddings, we both ended up in the lobby of the hotel and we were all with you know our respective like groups of friends and just kind of bumped into each other like by happenstance in the lobby. And we ended up with the group of friends from their wedding, the group of friends from my wedding, just hanging out in the lobby until like, three four o'clock in the morning they were playing they had some guitars and some beers and we just kind of crashed their party and really I mean after that that's really like how we actually met and then after that we ended up all going back to New Orleans the next day um, like respectively our groups and just ended up kind of hanging out Jordan actually canceled his flight and stayed an extra day in New Orleans and we he like hung out with me and my 
30 sorority sisters. Um, Odds were good. <laughs> Odds were good. Somebody would, would hang out with them. And, uh, and yeah, ended up just kind of tagging along with us for the rest of the weekend. And then I was still living in Virginia at the time and I flew home and a couple weeks later, uh, came to Nashville for CMA Fest. He, he told me that he and his brother were songwriters and they were playing CMA Fest and that was basically all I knew about them. And I already had some friends here. So we came, a girlfriend and I came here and uh, under the guise of coming to visit my girlfriends that were here, but really, so I could kind of hang out with Jordan. And yeah, we kind of like, I mean, I would say like that weekend really like solidified the fact that we knew we uh, wanted to kind of take and this it, to the next level. And I said songwriters, I was actually a bartender <laughs> that was an aspiring songwriter, but uh, yeah. that songwriter yeah. sounded better at the time. So. <laughs> Definitely lured me in with the idea of him being a song. Yeah, I think she thought that, uh, yeah, she was marrying like Shane McNally or somebody, but <laughs> no chip. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. What what CMA, what year was that CMA Fest, if you don't mind me asking? 2014. Yeah, 2014. Dude. I was to say, Andrew hooked me with CMA Fest too, 2013. No okay. Yeah, yeah, man, we got the same game, Jordan. Like, Let's go. We met, and then I kind of just blew him off. And then he invited me to CMA Fest and he's like, come have a good time. I knew friends here. I came to meet him and I was like, okay, the rest is history. She canceled her flight, but I sold her just like you said, you know, you're a songwriter while being a bartender. Uh, I said, I was like, yo, I got like these awesome, uh, <laughs> what did I say? Like tickets for this. I said I had awesome tickets for the CMA Fest and I had zero, zero tickets. tickets. I was in college with no money. So I had to like scrounge. Scrounge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but that's funny. That was kind of with me whenever I changed oh. my flight. I had like, I, I almost took a mega bus ticket from Nashville to New Orleans for the wedding. Like I couldn't even afford a plane ticket. So I think my brother hooked me up with a plane ticket. And then on the way back, I just put it on a credit card that took me like five months to finally pay <laughs> off. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't have any business doing that, but luckily it, it worked out. Yeah. So Jordan, you went to LSU. Kristen, where did you go to school? I went to James Madison for undergrad and then William & Mary uh, for law school. So I was Virginia girl. Wow. wow wait. I'm not going to lie. I mean, just from the bona fides alone, Jordan, she seems way smarter than you. The resume. 100%. Yeah. Sometimes getting into arguments with your spouse is tough, much less getting into arguments with your spouse who's also a lawyer. Like, uh, I don't stand a chance on on family arguments over here. She's pretty good at it. He puts up a good fight, though. I do. I do do that. He's probably learned some, like, lawyer jargon over the years and, like, Throw it back. I feel like I could. I feel like I could hang with the best of them. <laughs> so, Kristen, do you do you guys work together then? Like, do you? I don't want. Do you like represent him as a lawyer? Or do you guys like? No, it's. It, I I don't do entertainment law at all anyway, and never have. So, and it's a little. I don't need to mix business with pleasure that much. We already do enough together in a in a week. So, um, no, I I don't work with him at all. I I read over stuff sometimes just. Mostly because I'm interested, um, and the music yeah. industry is unlike any other industry. Um, 
from a business perspective, I think. So I, it's interesting to me, but no, I don't actually represent him in any way. <laughs> what type of law are you in? Mergers and acquisitions. I do mostly public company work. That's wow, awesome. That's way smarter that's than big me. Dogs. Big dogs. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. Way smarter than all of us right Jeez. now. Jeez. Jordan, how'd you propose? <clears throat> so I actually, uh, we had a little kind of townhouse, uh, tall and skinny in East Nashville. And, uh, that was where we got, you know, where that was our first house we bought together. So I just proposed at the house, but I went and got, uh, I think I had like 300 candles. <laughs> you could see the house from space. Uh, it was just lit up in candles. Uh, so yeah, I just had, I, I had a bunch of candles around the house. I, I had a friend of mine take her out for like happy hour and then she kind of came back to the house not expecting which i should have thought about this but like she could see that the house was like glowing like once she turned on the street because like all the lights were off um so yeah i just waited till she got home i dressed both of our dogs up in tuxedos um so i made it pretty formal uh, and uh yeah i just proposed to her whenever whenever she walked in but here's here's the thing that kristen respects me for this um instead of just putting, I just bought like a bunch of candles from like the Dollar General store. So they didn't have like stands or anything, but I bought a bunch of parchment paper so that, cause I didn't know when she was gonna get home. So these candles were burning for like two hours. And so uh, oh I put parchment paper down so the wax never got on anything. And she was like, like right after she says yes, she's like, oh my gosh, and you didn't let the wax get on anything. I was like, yeah, it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's real, awesome real heads up play there i would not have had that insight for sure no you wouldn't have no yeah the there would have been wax everywhere yeah. <laughs> i would have lost the house to be honest with you yeah would no longer i think by this. the time you light 300 candles the first one's like already burnt through oh yeah it was definitely uh some of them were some of them were hanging on by thread they were those big like pillar candles we actually i kept all of them Cause I don't know, it was like a sweet memento and we just use them and I actually, we just moved and I packed them all up and unpacked and we've only got like four or five left. So Jordan, when it comes to your music, how much we've, we've had a few other um, musicians on our show and it's always fascinating to hear each individual person's like inspiration behind their music. And since you are a songwriter, how much of your inspiration is act, like actually comes from your relationship in your life? And are there boundaries there of what you're allowed to sing about or write about and what you're not? For me, songwriting, the, the key, the biggest part of it is honesty. And I think that uh, as far as, especially in the country genre, um, it's easy for the listener to not connect or, or feel the honesty in a song. It's also easy for them to feel, connect with the honesty in a song if, it's, if it is genuine. Um, so for me, you know, I've written a lot about our relationship. I've, uh, you know, wrote about how we met. Um, I've written songs about our fights. Um, I've, I've just recently recorded a song on my last EP called Trying. That I wrote the day after me and Kristen had a, had a big fight and, and I never planned on uh, recording it. It was kind of more just like, you know, I was in a bad mood and um, I just felt like I needed to write this kind of apology song and I ended up recording it. So to answer the question on that, I guess there is no boundary on what, uh, what gets recorded and what doesn't. Yeah. But, uh, I feel like I, 
I always, um, you know, even if it's like a story about, you know, lost love or, or something, I feel like I always connect with or try to draw back on, on how much I love Kristen and, and, you know, those early days of us dating and the feelings that I had. Um, cause you know, everybody has that. Y'all have that. All couples have, have those memories of, of, um, of, of, of the young love. Uh, so, I mean, it does, it, it, it plays a lot into my songwriting. Uh, real quick, let's take a break and hear from our sponsors. If you know me, you know I love cereal. Our whole family does, and growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. But now that I'm older, I know it's important to watch out for empty carbs and extra sugar. So I took a little break there from eating so much cereal, but now I've tried Magic Spoon. And Magic Spoon has classic flavors and the crunch you love, but it has way less sugar and it's high in protein. We love Magic Spoon in the East household. I always get the variety pack. It has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs with only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and Soy free. It's pretty wild to think a cereal can be high in protein and low carb and still taste delicious, but it does. I love eating a bowl of the fruity flavor after a workout for some extra protein. And Sean here loves the cocoa flavor as a snack before bed. We think everyone should try Magic Spoon and taste the difference themselves. Go to magicspoon.com slash eastfam to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code eastfam at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash eastfam. And use our code eastfam to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. You guys have heard us talk about this a million times. The obsession is real. My mom recently asked me, because she knows we're obsessed with supplements and just overall health, if she were to up her nutrition and like overall health game by taking one thing a day, what would I recommend? And I'm telling you, we take protein powders, we take supplements, we take everything you can imagine. And immediately I said, mom, you should take Athletic Greens because if you didn't know about Athletic Greens, it is a daily greens drink that you take one scoop, you mix it into water and drink it. Um, it has 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This helps with your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, nervous system, your gut health, all of it. It's essentially what I told my mom. If you have any nutritional gaps in your diet, which we all do, this will compensate for that. And it truly just heals your whole body. I love it. Andrew loves it. We've seen amazing results from it. And I also love the fact that you can use it every day and it's so convenient. You can even travel with it because they have travel packs. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel pack with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam. 
Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash EastFam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get back to it. So you both are wildly successful. One of you is probably fair to say more in the public eye. Kristen, can you give us insight into the experience of like you show up to the office every day, you're a lawyer and like maybe Jordan's music is playing on the radio. How is that? How does that like, what's that experience like? It's funny because, you know, for a long time. So I actually moved here in 2014, pretty shortly after we met. So I've worked from home for the last almost nine years since I moved here. And, um, at that point, you know, Jordan wasn't, he was, just songwriting and like you said, a bartender. And so nobody really thought anything of it. And so it's really only been in the last couple years that now people that I work with like know who Jordan is and have put those pieces together. I also go by my maiden name at work just because that's what my law degree is in and that's how my clients knew me. So people don't always put it together, but it is interesting now that people have started to kind of put it together and then a lot of times it's honestly people I work with that plug Jordan to our clients. They're like, you know, Kristen's like married to this like famous country artist. And uh, so the conversations are interesting, but you know, it's been, it, it's kind of a crazy like juxtaposition of like my work life is very formal and I don't know, probably like kind of boring. Um, and then his life is so wild and different and much more entertaining. Um, so it's been a learning curve, like trying to figure out how to balance the two and my work's really demanding, but I think at the end of the day, it keeps keeps it interesting. And uh, I like to I like to be able to play kind of in both worlds. I have kind of the best of both worlds, I think. We got an argument this morning because we don't ever have time to book trips. <laughs> so like we're like drinking coffee and she's like, Hey, when are we taking a trip? I was like, I don't know, no, no time in the next four months. And before we know it, we're like, you know, like, God, we can't ever go anywhere. <laughs> when are you guys taking trips with two kids yeah. and two careers? It's what? not. Is the point? Me. I think that's it. We're kind of trying to trying to find those times now. Thankfully, we have some great grandparents that come in and uh, can watch the kiddos for a weekend, and so we're able to sneak away for a little bit. How old are your babies now? Because your son's really, I think we have kids very similar in age. Yeah, yeah six, two and six months. Yeah, two yeah. and six months. Yeah, wow. you guys are in, I wow. feel yeah. <laughs> we all should just get a drink together. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, ours are two and a half and eight months, so. Gosh. Yeah. But hey, there's nothing better in the world, so. Yeah, how is it for you guys balancing both of your careers, um, two babies under the age of three, and just like the chaos that comes with that. I know for me, it, it gets, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm grateful for, like, I truly would not want to be doing anything else in the world uh, than playing music and playing shows, being on the road, especially coming off of the last years, you know, two years that we had where we weren't able to play shows. Um, I, I, like, I got to see my life without music and it, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, the, the, the thing that's tough for me is like, you know, being on the road three or four days, coming home, you know, you're tired uh, and, and you get thrown right into to dad mode and you kind of feel like you're halfway there or 
you just want to go sleep and then you do go lay down and you're like, gosh, I should be spending time with my, with my daughter or, you know, and, um, so I think for me, it's just, that's, that's my biggest, uh, I guess you could say regret sometimes is coming home tired and, and not, and not wanting to, wanting to be there for the kiddos. Cause well, y'all know two, two year olds are tough. You know, they can't really say anything. You don't know what they're asking for. Uh, and then our six month old just kind of sits there. So it's like, <laughs> you know, I could be taking a nap, but, uh, that's, that's my, that's the thing. I guess what I'm saying is that's my goal this year to, to be better at, to be more present, tired or not, when I when I come off the road and I'm home for a couple of days. Yeah, it's definitely a two to one is definitely an adjustment. I think it's you know, you know that's the joke. You know, it's man on man coverage now, and uh, I think the jobs and the move. I think the move was I underestimated how much work it is just to move again and move with two kids and you know, the immediate thing to do was get their rooms and the playroom put together in our room. I mean, we've only been here since Friday. It's been, you know, just a couple of days, but our room and our closets and our since bath Friday? since Friday. Yeah. yeah. It's a, like just moved this weekend. Right now? What you, what you're, what you're seeing is the cleanest wall behind us. That's <laughs> where we decided to put the backdrop. The only wall without a box on it. Yeah. That's it. That is it. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, I think the move added an extra level of chaos. Um, and we had a lot of help. My parents were here this weekend uh, to help while we unpacked. But it's just been a wild couple. You know, I feel like we're always saying we just have to get through this week and then next week's going to be easier. And it never gets that yeah. way. <laughs> um, but it's definitely, you know, somewhat organized chaos over here. But. If y'all if y'all figure it out, y'all give us a call and let us know. That's, that's basically what we're saying. I will say, Jordan, uh, much thanks to your song "By Dirt." Sean is just perpetually looking at new places to live. So Obviously. hopefully we. Obviously. In my, <laughs> I, I I don't want to move, but I know. And you just heard it from Kristen that it's tough. With I know kiddos. it's tough. But I feel what you're saying about the kids and like being t the the tension between wanting to give work your all because you love it and it's a good thing that you're doing. But then also realizing that like this phase with the kids, you only get one mm -hmm. time, like you get one shot at it. And then like for you, like you're, you're taking off too, mm -hmm. which adds a whole nother layer of complexity and kind of emotions around it. But even last night I'm sitting there after like a long day and I wanted to be with the kids, but then, you know, they're crying, they're bumping each other's heads, they're like rowdy and, and whining and yada. And I was just like, I turned to Sean, I was like, dude, this is, this is hard. Like I want, I want to be yes. with them, but it's, you know, they're not going to do it on my terms. So yeah. it's like, there's always kind of this struggle that you're trying to balance. Anyway, I, I think, I think you, you voiced that very well. So I am curious though, Kristen, because Jordan and you guys are on the road so much and because kind of the musician life is a little bit more um, outside of the house now, especially after we're coming out of the pandemic, how is that dynamic for you and for you guys as you're, do you, do you try to take the babies on the road all the time? Are you kind of splitting time from home? How, did, how have you guys figured that one out? We really don't since, well, Eloise was born right before the pandemic. So she really, we didn't travel at all, obviously. And ultimately, I think 
we've done a little bit of traveling this year, but it's really around like fun trips. Like we, Jordan played a show in Montana, so we went out for a week to do that. But I, I don't think at this point in our life, like because my work schedule and how young the kids are, we're not like a traveling family. It's he kind of goes out and does, you know, weekend runs or, you know, three or four days and then comes home. And I'm typically staying home with the kids. Um, and you know, we have a nanny that comes in during the week so I can work and being at home is so much easier with the kids at this age. So at this point we really try to just kind of keep his work separate. And then when we're home, we're all home. Um, I think as they get older, you know, maybe there's times where it'll make more sense for us to go out for a weekend, but I used to travel a lot with him, but it's just since, since Eloise was born, it just doesn't make as much sense. It's a lot. I mean, you know, packing up for a weekend is so much more work with kids yeah. than it is by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just see us going, doing it more maybe as, as they get a little older, but yeah, it's just tough, you know, having kids on a bus and, uh, you know, there's a lot of downtime out there on the road so having you know it's it's tough having kiddos at the house and letting them run wild so much less trapping them in a in the back of a of a bus and uh that just doesn't seem like a fun way to get ready for a show to me so we're gonna have to let them grow up a little bit <laughs> i was gonna say andrew's always more of like the adventurous one and the impulsive one so he'll be like let's just like go somewhere this weekend and i'm like wait that means i have to pack for two kids and us, which is basically packing up the whole house in the next 24 hours. That sounds terrible. <laughs> and like our son is so little, but he had such bad reflux. So like every time we leave for 24 hours, I would need like 18 outfits. I'm like, I can't pack enough. I wouldn't have enough clothes to leave the house. I do can burn through some outfits, man. <laughs> Golly, it's crazy. That's, that's our son too. Our daughter didn't have the whole spit up thing, but our son... It's like it goes in and straight back. And I'm like, come on. I just put you in a new outfit. Oh, my God. Everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt with, like, the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant. And now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect T-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a T-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Today's podcast is brought to you by Modern Fertility. Andrew and I recently found this company that we have been vetting for a while, probably a year and a half because there's been so much information around this particular topic. And we can finally tell you, we give you our full stamp of approval. And it's all about at-home hormone tests that gives so much information about fertility. As many of you know, 
Uh, I suffered a miscarriage several years ago, and one of the things that I would have loved to have had is the education behind fertility. I feel like it's something that's truly not talked about, and I didn't know you could kind of arm yourself with education there. I also love the fact that they give you information that's about you and not just a generic printout about the demographic that you're in. I was also super impressed with the attention to detail that comes with their tests. Education is so important when it comes to your health, and this is no exception. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You'll get your personalized result within 10 days when you do so. You'll also get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, aka how many eggs you have compared to like other women your age, and other important fertility factors. Plus, you pay a fraction of the cost, only $159. If you were to go anywhere and ask for like a full blood panel or hormone test, it usually costs thousands. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the over several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it can cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash eastfam, spelled E-A-S-T-F-A-M. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash eastfam. Let's get back to it. Jordan, do you play music for the babies? I do for so Eloise, my the the oldest one. Uh, I would always play guitar for her, and she loved. It, it really was a, a thing when when she was crying or upset, like I could go get my guitar and play, and it would calm her down. She was just mesmerized by it. Uh, I think that's worn off now. She doesn't <laughs> she doesn't care about that. But uh, no, she loves by dirt. She loves by dirt. She said it this morning. She saw a picture of Jordan, and she said. Daddy, buy dirt. It was yeah. like a buy dirt CD. And she, uh, so, so she loves it. But if you ever ride in a car with her, so she doesn't ever ask me to play live or anything like that, but if you ever ride in a car with her, you better be a Jordan Davis fan because that is all, all you listen to is daddy. Yeah. Like that's, and it's usually two songs. It's usually <laughs> Slow Dance in the Parking Lot and Buy Dirt just back to back, repeat. <laughs> so uh, trips can get pretty, <laughs> trips can drive you crazy. Yeah. That's better than Encanto. I don't know. Six songs. Six songs. Hearing six songs, same one in a row. It, it doesn't matter what it is. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jordan, tell me, have you ever been uh, driving to a spot with your daughter? So you're listening to your own music and then you get out of the car and like someone recognized you and they're like, oh, sick. You're you're listening to your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Dude, I hope not. I hope that has never happened. God, I it hope probably that, has. No, it probably has, <laughs> and there's somebody that could tell that story. And it's like, dude, that Jordan Davis dude just bumps his music <laughs> just driving around. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. Uh, yeah, I usually try to make sure that doesn't happen. Or like pull up to a red light, like make sure it's low enough to where nobody can be like, oh, that's Jordan listening to Jordan. <laughs> like... Yeah. Now I can't stop thinking about like that's happened. It probably has. It's definitely happened for me. Yeah, like I've for sure pulled up somewhere blaring Jordan's music. Yeah. So. Man. Or watching Eloise's favorite video was the Detours video because it has it's just pictures of all of us, and I've for sure been on an airplane with you like next to me watching that with Eloise. And the people behind us are probably like, why are they watching family videos like yeah. on the plane? On you repeat. Know? On repeat. Stop. The same video over and over again. Yeah. Again, better than Coco Melon. That's all I can say. I'm so over Coco Melon. Um, I'm afraid though with like both of our boys, 
that we're going to go through a whole new round of it. What? There's son. We got another boy? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Each yeah. having boys. Each having I like a young son. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. We got another boy? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this. We should no. have talked about this before. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> with your career, Jordan, um, and probably the same for your career, Kristen, it's probably been a roller coaster ever since you guys met because, Jordan, you've taken off and everything about your music career has probably changed. How has that kind of like tested your relationship and marriage? Because it's basically two different people to a certain extent in the public Situations, eye. Situations, yeah. 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 I think uh, for both of us early on, uh, I think we just set up, you know, set our our foundations in our marriage and our family, uh, you know, with faith being at the center of it and uh, never losing sight of that. And, you know, basing our success uh, off of off of our faith. And, you know, there's definitely seasons in that where it's stronger. Um, and seasons when we get busy and we get away from that, but uh, you know, try to take try to take our successes in in our careers as blessings and be grateful for them, and know that um, you know one of my one of my favorite favorite things or favorite quotes that I heard was uh, you know this too shall pass. You know, if, if you feel like you're in a valley. Uh, Tom Hanks actually said this. You feel like you're in a valley and nothing's going your way. This too shall pass. You feel like you're on top of the world and you can't not write a song that's going to work. This too shall pass. Uh, so I think having that at the, at the center of, of our relationship is, has, been, has been really key in being able to just kind of stay level-headed through all this. Because she's had a lot of, I mean, you know, yeah, like you said, Sean, like she's, you know, become a partner in a law firm since we got married. There's just so many blessings and that have happened to us. And, uh, you know, we just thank the good Lord for them and, and, um, enjoy them and, and, and try to, you know, try to stay level headed and, and raise a family. Yeah. I try, I think I'm probably the one that, uh, reminds Jordan frequently that he's just a normal guy when he's at home and he doesn't get to be an artist when he's at home and he just has to be husband and dad. Um, so I like to think that I try to keep us kind of like down here on, on planet earth. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing like having somebody, you know, you show up to a green room, uh, and there's everything you need. There's, you know, all y'all, y'all know it's, you know, here's your food, your drinks, everything's good on Saturday. And then you get home on Sunday and your daughter's like, yo, go get me some Chaco milk. Like, <laughs> Go, go, yeah. like yeah. Uh, it's pretty humbling. So. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are are humbling for sure. Uh, the this too shall pass. That's honestly been <clears throat> the phrase that I, I feel like we share as couples. The it sounds like you know the enjoyment of traveling or like new experiences. Um, like Sean and I, the first three years of our marriage was, it was like always something new. I was trying out for an NFL team getting cut and it was like always this kind of excitement and the phrase, this too shall pass. It's like, you know, this phase that we're in with the kids is very routine oriented and like kind of locked into one location, but it's like this too shall pass and it's something to enjoy, but, and you know, our excitement for travel we will get a scratch that itch again in the future but um 
Anyway, my understanding is you guys had the same experience with the uh, with giving birth as Sean and I did. Where I don't know why I said it like that. The gender reveals <laughs> you didn't find out the first time, and then the second time you did do a gender reveal. What did, Which, how, what did you like better? I like finding out. She's gonna say no yeah. on that. I don't want to. Now that we've had a boy and a girl, like I don't ever want to know again. Um, I yeah. would have never like found out, but he really wanted to know. But it's fine, you know. We're running out of we're running out of like Davis Davis lines to carry the last name. <laughs> so like my my brother has three daughters. <laughs> yeah. My cousin has a daughter, uh, and then I have a sister. So it's up to me. And my brother's done. He said, "Dude, no more kids on my end. It's up to you, bro." And so when we had Eloise. I was like, all right, we've got to have a Davis boy. We've got to have a Davis boy. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't wait another however long to figure it out in, in the room. So, but yeah, like Kristen said, I'm, I'm now, if, if, if we, if we're, we get another kiddo, I'm cool with waiting now that we have both. But yeah. Second one I had to know. Okay. So you didn't find out with your first and then you found out with your second. Yeah. 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 I think I was the I was the skeptic the first time because I wanted to find out with our first and he convinced me not to. And then we did the gender reveal for our son. But I'm I'm all don't find out team don't find out. It was the greatest surprise ever in the delivery room. I mean, someone said to me, there is nothing in this world anymore that it's that's a surprise. You know, there it's so hard to find any true surprise like in your life. And that is really the one thing that you can have really no idea. And to a certain extent for us or for me, I felt like it was something that we got to keep to ourselves because the whole world knows everything about you anymore. And even with a gender reveal, everybody knows all your friends know all of this, but when we actually found out in the delivery room, I was like, this is our secret. And this is like our family for however long we want it to be. So I thought it was really special. I'm with you, Jordan. Like not finding out was fun. But then the second one, cause we didn't, we went girl boy too. And I was like, love drew is the best freaking love girls <laughs> would be super happy but i gotta have like we're gonna keep going <laughs> yeah. until we have a boy so. know, man. And, and that's yeah, too it's... like i mean you more so than me like i'm a huge sports fan obviously like you know like you have those dreams i can only imagine for you of like throwing the football with your son like and don't get me wrong like i am so looking forward to being a girl dad with eloise like that's like it's gonna be awesome but yeah like being in the backyard, hitting the baseball, throwing the football with with a son, like that's just what I remember with my dad. So it's like, you know, you you kind of, you know, I, I wanted that. So uh, yeah, I, I was pumped. I was pumped. We got we got a boy second second time. I got a multiple choice question: A, B, or C. Okay. A, do you look back on uh, the success that you guys have had and wish, uh, or and say, wow, our marriage is better off because of it? B, is it unaffected, your marriage, by success? Or C, do you lo look back at the simpler days and like, oh, man, I miss those days. Things were things were kind of like less complicated back then. What would you say? I think it certainly was would have been simpler. Like if we had just, well, I mean, I have a pretty normal nine-to-five job, but if Jordan was kind of home all the time and wasn't in the public eye, I think for sure it would just be simpler. 
but we also really haven't ever known that life because really after I met Jordan, he started playing shows on the road within like six or eight months of that. So really our entire relationship, he wasn't, you know, in the public eye per se, like people didn't necessarily know who he was, but he was on the road. And so this has always been our life. And, you know, I think the pandemic actually showed us that we are, we are a couple that thrive in a little bit of alone time. And we were so used to that, that I'm a very independent person. And so for us to be kind of both working from home 24 seven for the better part of two years was really hard for us. I think we both yeah. kind of thrive on having that individual capacity. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm grateful. I, I'm, I think looking at it, it's helped us. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I've become a better husband because of it. I, I'm, I'm not a good communicator. I think she'll second that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt Adrian. I was like, you know what? I feel like if I say this, he's going to feel me on this. Uh, I'm not a great, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not a good communicator. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. And I think it's been, you know, with, with the rise of success, I've had to work on that. I've had to get better at it. And, uh, I think it's actually strengthened our marriage and strengthened our relationship. So, um, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I, I really am. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, and bear we try to have really intentional playtime, and that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life i love with kiwico that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in so each box this one's the colorful chemistry set um this has to do with science but especially with bear it can be really hard with a four-month-old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. Both of you um, being ambitious and successful, do you, like, have you had conversations about how that could potentially affect the kids. Like with Sean, it's so 
tough to look at Drew and be like, man, if she ever steps into a gymnastics yeah. gym, there's going to, her expectations are like bop or with, with your kids, like being a lawyer, when they go to school, like the expectations are different or, you know, whatever. It's just, it's interesting as parents to know what affect our careers and just lifestyle could have on our kids and like, will it overshadow it? So what are your thoughts? Dude, I'm, I'm probably just as scared with, you know, with them going to school as y'all's kid going to gym, going to the gym, going to gymnastics or stepping on a football field. Like the day I see one of my kids pick up a guitar, I'm just going to be like, Oh my gosh. Run. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, oh, do you really want to do that? You know? Uh, so yeah, it's definitely been a thing of, of, you know, I don't know, I don't know how I'm gonna, I, I'm just gonna have to pray for, you know, just peace on it, uh, and not try to push it too hard, uh, you know, I, the last thing I want to do is push anything on the kiddos, and, you know, if they want to play music, they want to play music, that's great, uh, if they grow up and they hate the, they hate guitars, that's okay too, uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm with y'all. It's 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 definitely been something that I've I've thought way too much about for a two year old. Uh, yeah, it kind of makes me it makes me a little nervous. I think that I'm not. Sorry, go ahead. No, you. I was just gonna say I'm not super competitive, so I'm not really. Like I don't want the kids to necessarily like look at me and say I want to be like mom. I want to be a lawyer. I am like really. I think. I certainly will push them on their education and want them to get a great education because I do think it'll help them. But I'm not like ultimately very competitive as a person. And so I think I'll probably like, I don't know that I'll, that I will kind of, I don't think my feelings would be hurt by any stretch if the kid, if none of our kids decided to kind of take a path like me um, or like Jordan. Um, I think but it's, I want them to be like well-educated. The one thing that I've like really, yeah. It's just to, to find a passion. Yeah. Like, find something you love. I don't care if it is something that, you know, we, if it's music or law, um, like, that's great. And, you know, we'll obviously be able to kind of help you navigate some of those things. But if it's washing cars or cutting grass, like, find something you love to do and just more so go after it the way that y'all went after, the way that we went after it with just, like, Reckless abandon. I love it. I want to be the best at it. And, um, which saying want to be the best at it's kind of terrible, but like, you know, just go after it, you know, with, with passion. I think that's where, that's where I hope I land at somewhere in there. There's so much wisdom in that. And it, uh, got me thinking we, we spoke with Aloe Black, you know, the dude mm -hmm. that did the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Up, went. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was my best try at that. <laughs> that was great. I'm actually looking for looking for a duet on this next record. Andrew. I think you just locked it. In. He mentioned the fact that, like, I guess, you know, they've been asked a question, and and his thought was like back in the day with farmers, it was the farmer's job to like include the kids in their work and show them <laughs> to how to at least be capable and knowledgeable about one thing, and like there's more than likely going to be carryover from that one thing into other things, like whether it be farming or whatever the passion is, but it is such like, again, such a fine balance between 
like with Sean, the the public eye thing with kids is is just a complicating factor where it's like uh, different expectations, different pressures, and you you don't want to spoil um, or cause any resentment or uh, anxiety. You know, what I'm saying? like it's just with, within your kid. And I think Kristen, your approach with like, hey, being supportive no matter what the uh, what the genre is is like, I. I get lost in thought on trying to solve this problem, and I'm not sure there actually is a solution. But you're gonna yeah. put more nightmares in their head. Of, no, I'm not getting uh, more things we've thought about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> not the goal. No, it's a. It's yeah. It's definitely a. Uh, you know, it's. It's gonna be something that. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a daily, you know, a daily thing of, of figuring out where it all lands, but. Uh, I think we'll figure it out. I believe in I believe in both of us. I believe in, I believe in all four of us. So <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, love that. I hope so. Appreciate the vote of confidence. So, question we ask every single person on the show is: You guys have been married a while. You guys have babies. You're in the public eye. You've learned a lot about marriage and relationships within kind of your journey. If you were to pass along one piece of advice about relationships, what would it be? Gosh, I would say, going back to what I said earlier, uh, the communication is was my biggest from day one. Uh, you know, and, and not just talking about and like I'm not I'm not even saying like communication in like checking in on the road or you know calling and talk. I'm like true communication on you know what, how I feel about things, which is like, not always like, you know, sometimes easy for guys to do, uh, to kind of be vulnerable and be like, Hey, when you do this, this is how that I feel about that. Uh, and we had so many fights early on that were true, like really coming from me on not communicating, um, exactly what I should have been saying. And which kind of put her in a tough situation because she doesn't really know what she's fighting. She's not fighting the issue that we're fighting about. You know, she's fighting some insecurity that I have that she has no control over. Uh, so for me, that would be, you know, to, to new relationships out there, husband and wife. Um, yeah. Like, like true, true in-depth communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that was, Part of what I was going to say is really, and I think I this became much more clear after becoming parents, is really saying what you need, how, how you need it, and like what can your partner do to support you in it. And I think, you know, especially as a mom and as a new mom, there's, you want to be, I mean, I'm a nurturer by nature and I want to be able to take care of my kids and take care of Jordan. But there's at some point, you know, you, you can only do so much. And I think being able to communicate exactly how the other person can support you, whether it be as a parent or in your relationship and in your career and whatever you're doing is really being able to vocalize that is so important because, you know, I, I think I got to points with both of after both kids and, in, and before kids too, where, you know, I felt kind of just like hopeless and worn down and I needed support and didn't didn't want to feel like I was putting my burdens on someone else. And so realizing that, you know, 
I've picked a partner who's there to support me and, and help me get through those tough times and really being able to say exactly how they can help me get past this phase. Um, whether it's, you know, taking the trash out or getting groceries or taking the kids for five minutes so I can shower, whatever it is, I think being really clear is, I think is really the biggest lesson I think that I've learned too in, in the last five or six years. Parenting really forced my hand on having self-awareness and it was like, <laughs> oh God, I've never had to do this before. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Now I got to think about <laughs> stuff, but is it true? Hold on. I, I remember hearing somewhere that you have a one text message rule, like a text message a day rule when you're on the road or something. Is that, is that true? Just a, I'm alive. Text. Just one text message. I'm, hey, I, that's, that's all, all I have to just, Hey babe, I'm alive. Shows, shows over. We're taking off for Illinois or wherever we're going. Uh, you know, cause I mean, it's tough to, it, it, I mean, you, it's busier out there than, you know, once sound check starts and you're kind of running. So it's tough to like stop and FaceTime. And two, like most of the time when I FaceTime with the kids, they don't care anyway. They just like throwing the phone over or, you know, whatever. So it's like, yeah, it's just a, uh, Hey babe, I'm alive. Love you. Call you in the morning. As long as I get one, one in 24 hours, I'm safe. Such a, <laughs> such a romantic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm alive. I will say, Another similarity, that was something Andrew said when we first started dating. He's like, I'm not going to text you. I don't text. Not going to do it. He's like, I'll call you once a day and we can go over the whole day. And because we did long distance. He's like, that's it. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's too much life to live. Before kids, I was more, you know, I was at home by myself. So I would definitely like want to call and text or FaceTime more because I was just at home. I was by myself, like bored. I was talking to the dogs all day. So since kids, I would say I'm, I'm definitely like, if I'm, if it's eight 30 and the kids are in bed, I'm probably going to bed too. And I don't care if he calls or not. I'm like, I, it's fine. That's where my, that's where my one text comes in. We're good. But yeah, it definitely changed after kids. I mean, now we try to FaceTime at least once a day when he's gone so he can see the kids, but it, if it doesn't happen, I'm like, you know, we're all going to make it to tomorrow. It's going to be fine. For the last question, you have to decide who's going to answer first. I'll go first. Okay. What do you love most about Kristen? I, I think it's, it's changed at first. The first thing that I fell in love with her was her determination. You know, I've just, I just never met a girl that was just so like, here's what, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do like... I was just, I've always been like a laid back kind of go with the flow guy. And I think I was like almost kind of intimidated by it at first. Um, but I, I think that was one of the first, just the ambition she had. Uh, it's now morphed into um, seeing her be a mom, uh, seeing her with the kids. Uh, it's just, you know, it, it's tough to... I, that's what I, I love most about her now is is when she when she goes into mom mode uh, is I don't know it's just amazing you know um, so yeah, make me it's, cry it's been a uh, mm -hmm. it's it's been a change since the which I, and I always knew like when the kids came like she would be a great mom but I think now actually seeing it in real life is like whoa that's that's my wife that's pretty awesome so yeah. Thanks, babe. Beat that, bud. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Jeez, you made me cry. Um, I think 
for Jordan, it, it's really just his passion, not just for his career, but he's a very passionate person. Um, passion in his career, passion for his faith, passion for our family, um, and just how hard he's willing to work to do it. It's really hard to be, it seems, you know, what he does seems really glamorous, I think, to most people on the outside, but it's really a grind and it's work, just like everybody else's job. Um, but he really truly does have passion for it and he's, you know, he gets to be expressive and creative and it comes out so beautifully most of the time, you know, when you hear it in these, in these three minute songs. Um, but there is so much dedication and passion that goes into making that three minutes sound the way it does and, and it's art and it's beautiful and I'm, I'm just not a creative. So to be able to watch that process unfold and see how excited and how, um, you know, like how hard he's willing to work to get something so perfect, um, is, it's really it's really beautiful and it's really encouraging and um, I, I love watching the process, but he is, he's so passionate about really so many different aspects of our life and, and he's willing to really kind of do whatever it takes to, to make that one thing um, beautiful. And, and it's really, it's really special to see. Kristen, you didn't make Jordan cry. So I, I guess he won. I guess no one. Won. Not okay. shocking there. I cried and he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to follow that up. We usually ask uh, biggest pet peeves, but no. given given the you know recent arguments about uh, travel. Oh, no. We'll just, yeah. I'll yeah. we'll just we'll leave with, it to win. Anybody with young kids should never be asked that question. <laughs> yeah. No. She, he wants to answer apparently. She takes forever to get out of the car. So like when we put the car in park, she just sits there. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get Probably out. The, grabbing the 18 bags that it takes for me to go anywhere with kids. I'll get like half. I'll be halfway into Target before she even closes her door. <laughs> oh no! For the record, we did not we did not ask <laughs> yeah. that question. That was just voluntary. He's just giving it. He just had to had to provide that detail. Yeah. Well, Jordan, Kristen, this was a lot of fun. I feel like there's a ton of similarities between us. So uh, hopefully. At some point, we can meet up and hang in real life. Just let the kids take care of each other. Maybe, yeah. maybe we could run off to Mexico and just, yeah, just have like you know a couple of days. Sounds Absolutely. great. <laughs> I'm all in on that. Sounds great. For those listening that want to find out about Jordan and Kristen and what they're up to, we'll link all the information down below. But uh, it was a real pleasure, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank y'all for having yeah, us on. That was you awesome. So much. Hey, it's Andrew. And Sean. Just want to say congratulations on making it through that video. That's a major commitment. It's a long time. It's about an hour. Might as well subscribe. Or if you want to see other videos, click here and here. See you next time. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, 
you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.